0: Welcome back to the Rogue Grounds Podcast with Kyle from Stahl Agronomy. Today we're going to talk about why I hate fungicide. No, I don't hate fungicide. It's kind of a reputation I get sometimes when we, we talk about it. And a lot of that is, let's just say, revolved around um, what fungicides actually do. So I've had a lot of people talk about ethylene reduction in corn. And yes, fungicides will reduce ethylene in corn. Um is it going to take a hybrid that is uh, kind of a fast eye, faster dry is kind of the industry standard definition for this, but if we have a hybrid that's going to basically rocket through maturity, is it going to turn that and give it a a better stay green? It'll give it a better stay green, but is that going to make up for a hybrid that has not good natural stay green? I don't think so. So it's kind of the difference, right? We're trying to manipulate hybrids uh, to make them do things they wouldn't naturally do and while we can reduce ethylene production or production in the plants and potentially extend that growing season a little bit are we going to make up for a, a hybrid tolerant or not necessarily hybrid tolerance but a hybrid trait that is, is going to allow for a better staying green and a little bit longer grain fill no we're, we're not going to make up for that so when you talk about ethylene reduction, um, the other thing we talk about is um, maybe a little bit more drought stress. Once again, are we going to make up for a hybrid that has good natural drought tolerance? No, you're not going to take something that has zero drought tolerance and, and turn it into an amazing drought tolerant crop based on putting fungicide on. And a lot of the data kind of backs that up. There's been multiple studies, and I'm not going to go into them, by the universities, talking about this. And uh, literally the direct quote I got from Wisconsin was, if you think drought stress is going to be improved by putting fungicide on, it's not the answer for you. And that really kind of is it in a nutshell, right? We, we talk about all these things. That's the one thing that guys really push when we don't see disease. So this year, early on in Wisconsin, we didn't see a lot of disease pressure. And we still don't quite see some, but there is some tar spot moving into some spots. But for the most part, we were really low on disease pressure, so we had to sell fungicides still. So that was the narrative we were pushing. So now, what do I think about fungicides when we have disease? Yeah, I tell guys to do it. You know, we we have years where um, maybe tar spot's going to come in pretty early. Um, I know a couple years ago I had some guys doing fungicide because we saw a gray leaf spot showing up early and it was moving up the plant. And then last year when we were looking at the same plot. Didn't see it again and yields were just fine. And it's, it's all about that disease triangle. There's a host, there's the pest, and there is the environment. And for us, the last couple of years, we haven't seen the environment. I've had people did fungicide trials last year and didn't, they maybe saw a two bushel yield increase, didn't pay for the application. And if you look at even the fungicide selling companies data, often enough, you ba- basically just break even. Uh, The difference on $3 corn and $5 corn makes a big difference in that. But are we going to see 20, 30 bushels every year? No. Are we going to see some years where we get two or three bushels? Yep. Are we going to see years where we break even? Yep. Are we going to see years where we do make a bunch of money? Yeah. I mean, it's going to average out about maybe seven to eight bushels. Uh, Some companies have it as high as like 10 or 12 so on average yeah maybe we make some money on fungicide but not every year and to me i i don't want to try to hit that home run i want to be focusing on trying to do what's right for that crop that year you know there are such things as fungicide resistant diseases out there i mean there's um there is some stuff you, you get southern or south of us and frog eye leaf spot is resistant to strobilaren fungicides so we get kind of worried about that. Uh, it's the same thing with spring insecticides when we just go out and make a pass and we're just throwing insecticide in, and we want to practice IPM a little bit. Um, it, it, environmentally it's the right thing to do and for your pocketbook it's also the right thing to do. Now let's talk about fungicide with tar spot. So there is a huge thing about you know is tar spot really worth spring late in season. So there's guys telling me you got to tar- or target tar spot at V five and R one and then you know if you have another flush of it then you got to go out and spray more. Okay, <laughs> that's getting pretty pricey. And then uh, the fact that a V five application of fungicide would would give us any kind of tar spot resistance to me seems kind of really a stretch. Um, maybe we have a little better plant health early and we don't have that in Um There's a lot of things that go into that. I, I really think if I were in a heavy tar spot region and I'm using the tar spotter app from UW and it's showing me that we're at a high risk, I would probably lean more towards that R1, R2 fungicide timing if I would go in one pass. Um, if I try to do two passes, maybe VT and then do an R2 to R3, Um, I don't quite understand the R5 um, part of that, Um, and that comes from experience. It's not because I think we're at R5, we're essentially done, and we need to pull out of the field. Um, It comes from 2018 and 19 in our area. In 2018 and 19, we had terrible tar spot. Came in fairly late, but I basically went from a corn plant that was starting to dent to dead in like 10 to 14 days. And in those areas, you know, if, if fungicide pays at R5, R5 and um, a half, we wouldn't have saw what we did that year. And if you look at 2018 and 19 for us, I think the lowest test weight corn we had in 18 was maybe 52, 53 pounds in heavy tar spot areas. More often than not, it was 54 to 56 pound test weight. So, when you look at what did we lose versus what would we have gained, by the time you see the tar spot, it's already been there for a couple of weeks. You're only going to prevent kind of some future infection. Um, you're not going to get rid of what's there. And the the thing that's kind of a, a wild card with tar spot is, you know, we always talk uh, when we first saw it, we talked about the tar spot complex. So we're we're talking about the actual tar spot itself, and then they has a uh, another disease that grows with it and this other disease basically is what causes that necrotic lesion around the tar spot itself and that's what we had attributed it to uh, plant death in Mexico and we have not we have never seen that show up in Wisconsin they've they've tested it we've never actually seen this other thing that caused the necrosis but we are still seeing the necrosis and necrotic lesions show up around the tar spot and that's what we're seeing as plant death and it's really strange to not have that but i think we have a different thing in wisconsin so the areas where i've had heavy tar spot and this is not isolated to one farm this is across a few counties Uh, literally monday i was talking to a guy that had heavy tar spot two years ago or two or three years ago and same thing, we saw heavy vomitoxin rates. So that tells me that, you know, we, we look at what causes vomitoxin and that potentially could be what is forming this complex with tar spot. Where I've had heavy tar spot pressure, we almost always have higher vomitoxin ratings. So now let's talk about tar spot and hybrid sensitivity. Um, or not necessarily resistance but tolerance uh, So we we're talking about stay green earlier stay green is big when it comes to tar spot. We've seen this Time and time again. I've seen this in 18 19 20 We didn't see as much tar spot, but 21 we're seeing again. Also, uh, I walk a plot the other day and it was some of our genetics that I sell mixed with a very large number of other genetic families and You could literally pick out the genetic families in that plot you also could pick out hybrid by hybrid differences there is one hybrid that's just absolutely loaded the two next to it nothing on them i mean just a few lesions but not much so there is a very large part of this that is based on hybrid tolerance Um, there's a large part of tar spot is based on overall plant health Um, you know in areas where i have higher drought stress this year we have higher tar spot numbers Now that's a little bit of a skew because usually that's where we've had hairy tar spot in the past, but that's always where we see drought stress come up a lot earlier. So that area, heavy tar spot, you get to the north, we can barely see it. And we've had more rainfall there. And we're just as wet uh, as far as dews and everything else goes. And I would say paying attention to tar spot or app, that area was more susceptible to tar spot than the area that I had that Was never really high on tar spotter is where i'm seeing the worst tar spot this year so there are hybrid tolerances there are different zones make a difference in this It, it is really kind of the wild west a little bit still on tar spot and a lot of these guys that are throwing around we know how to manage tar spot don't really know how to manage tar spot no one really does it's still so new um there are so many things at play here I think, you know, I was talking with Isaac Ferry on Twitter the other day, and Isaac was talking about, uh, nitrogen management and better nitrogen or lower nitrogen stress in plants would potentially mean less tar spot infection because the plant is healthier. And that's true. Also you see, you have that, you have hybrid differences, you have tillage potentially being a difference, but I don't really see that as much in our area. Um, you know, there's so many things we don't really know about tar spot yet. And to go out and say, we're going to make money because corn is $5 by spraying tar spot three times with fungicide, um, two times, um, isn't really jiving yet. Um, now not that I'm going to say that tar spot doesn't make you lose yield. Um, Southwest Wisconsin in 2018, we definitely saw that. It was a major problem for them. But it came in very early. We're talking in July. And they literally went from healthy green plants to dead plants by sometime in mid-August. And it really affected their yields. So don't get me wrong that I'm not taking tire entire spot very seriously. I really think that we have to manage fungicides as something that is a plant amendment. It, it, it's, it's an additional thing. It, it's not... Something we need to do every single year and not across every single acre. There, you know, there are companies that rate tar, are not necessarily tar spot. Well, they, they rate responses to applying fungicide. Um, I know Winfield does that. There's a number of companies that base hybrids on how they respond to fungicides at different growth stages. That's a great thing. And you should really pay attention to that rating. Um, some hybrids are a little bit more, uh, susceptible to northern corn leaf blight or gray leaf spot or whatever it is. You're going to kind of see these things and you, you kind of have to manage those as they are. This is another thing where I talk about, uh, we, we were talking the other day with some of our customers and clients about, um, looking at kind of how hybrids work and, um, looking at kind of some of these disease ratings and, and, and trying to not hit you know, you, you want the MVP candidate, right? You want those guys that are hitting for an average, hitting for a home run, or home runs, RBIs, uh, just that overall player. And to me, that that's a big thing. We really want to be that overall guy. We want to be we want to select the the Mike Trouts of the world, um, the guys that are going to win an MVP award or be in contention for pretty much most of their career because they're going to be that longevity. Um, when we look at some hybrids, we have those hybrids that are just the home run hitters. Um, you know, I, I really, it pains me to say this because Kyle Schwarber is one of my favorite players in baseball, but Kyle Schwarber is kind of that home run hitter. He hits uh 250 or less average. Um, he might hit 35, 40 home runs a year, but he's, he's just going to hit home runs. Um, if you're a little older than me, maybe Jeremy Burnett's, uh, and I can't. I draw blanks before the 80s or 90s, but there's those guys where they hit 40, 35, 40 home runs a year, don't hit for average, um, don't really get the greatest RBI numbers because they're not number four in the batting lineup, and that, that average really brings them down. They, they Basically, their RBIs come just from home runs. So aside from baseball references, we can supply this kind of to hybrid selection, and I, I really think that hybrid selection is key in tar spot, fungus, In general we want to look for those those yield consistent numbers we want hybrids that are going to do well across our ground we want hybrids that we can manage Um, we don't have to go out there and put every single micronutrient under the sun uh, fungicide We, we we basically don't want to put lipstick on a pig unless we manage this thing like crazy we're not going to get the full potential of it and we can manage it like crazy and the growing season could be one, give us another curveball, another baseball reference, but man, the growing season could throw us another curveball and this hybrid's a, a total dog. So let's get back on topic other than my, my lovely ramblings about hybrid selection. But do I hate fungicides? No, I, I think that fungicides have a place and, and fungicides are a tool in our toolbox they are not the tool in our toolbox. They are a tool in our toolbox. So, you know, it's it's something that you should be reaching for every year, but only in specific situations. It's not something that you're going to use on everything. It's not the Phillips head screwdriver. It's more of a, um, a very specific tool that you're only going to use when you know you have to have it. So anyway, that's where we're at. And uh, just figured <laughs> i talk about this a little bit. So Hopefully you enjoyed, it and I'll catch you next time.